Uh, welcome everyone to the very first episode of Love Essie, the podcast. Um, in case, not in case, everyone's going to wonder what this is because this is the first episode. Wow. So this podcast is tied to my blog uh, in the sense that it's going to be about romance. Why? Because I love romance. Uh, it's my favorite genre. I love reading it. I am fascinated by it. There's so much I love about it. There's so much that I have questions about. There are a few things that I <clears throat> detest. Um, these are my opinions. These are my thoughts. And I thought it would be really interesting to myself and possibly to other people to hear about romance from my perspective. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I am a young-ish uh, Afro-Latina. I am was born in New York City, grew up in Toronto, Canada. Uh, I moved back to New York in 2010. Uh, yes, I left Canada and came to the United States. Um, and my I speak Spanish. Uh, I learned French when I was in school. My French is not that great. Um, I love language. I love reading. I've always loved reading. And so romance is a genre that I have been reading um, for a very long time. So I'm going to give you sort of a sort of brief backstory, maybe not so brief, um, about me and romance and how it all came to be. So, uh, because when I was growing up, we didn't have money, um, the library was a place that we could go to, me, my younger brother, and my mom, um, to get books because they were free and you just had to make sure that you returned them before the due date so you didn't incur, you know, late fees, which was pretty easy because we lived within walking distance of the public library, um, the Toronto Public Library, um, and so... I loved to read. Uh, I remember when I was in elementary school, there was like a summer reading program where you had to like read and hit all these categories on this like cool like summer map. And I, every single year, finished my map by like the maybe mid-July, maybe late July. And like the whole thing was like, you're supposed to go into like Labor Day. And I'd be like, okay, but I like read all the books. Um, or I've filled in all the categories. So sometimes I'd ask for a second cool fun map or whatever it was. Um, so I must have been, I want to say I was either 11 or 12 when I read my first romance. I had read so much. And as I look back at my my reading career I gravitate to stories where people fall in love and there's a happy ending um and I was doing that before I knew what romance was before I understood anything about the genre and what it meant and I don't remember the title of this book uh what I do remember it is that it was a very uh bodice ripper type cover it was the hero was Native American the heroine was you know a white woman and she was in, it was set in the United States, I believe, but after the revolution, but way before the Civil War. Um, 
So British people are sort of expanding west, and I believe it would took place in and around the Virginia area. But again, I also like grew up in Canada, so like U.S. geography was not like a focus. So there are times when I'm like, I think that's what it was, but it could have possibly been somewhere farther west, but I don't remember. And so the storyline goes that the hero kidnaps the heroine because she is engaged to some British general who's like. A demon like he's horrible you know as as british generals who came to you know displace and murder uh the natives who were already here he is absolutely horrible and this guy the hero steals his fiance because he's like this is what's gonna like hurt him on top of you know whatever else i can manage to do what the hero doesn't know is that this is sort of like an arranged sort of situation and the heroine herself isn't really a fan of her own fiance i don't remember if she just didn't like him at all or she was kind of like ambivalent and then as she learns more about her so-called fiance she's like "Mm, gross no so he kidnaps her takes her to sort of a small like cabin um and holds her hostage and of course because it's romance she falls in love with the man who is holding her hostage and um there is a scene obviously where the hero confronts you know the terrible general or i don't remember his title he was some sort of military person in the i'm pretty sure it was the british navy or british something british anyway I knew at that time, whether I was 11 or 12, that there was no way that the librarians who knew me by name, like all of them did, like didn't matter what shift they were, they all knew me by name, would let me take that book out because like I was probably 11 or 12. And so um, I did a bad thing. I uh, smuggled the book out. Like I fully smuggled it into like my bag and smuggled it home, read it at home in my room, after quote-unquote lights out uh with like I would get out of my bed and go to the window because this is like how old was that what year was it when I was 11 it would have been like 94 95 so I didn't have a cell phone scroll but no uh any sort of device that would provide illumination definitely not so I would get out of my bed go to my window because there was a courtyard behind our apartment building um and that had street lamps and by the street lamp light read uh and i knew that this was not a book that i could pull out at school like i knew this is not a book for like my age group and any adult who sees me is going to have questions and or take it from me so i read the book i loved it um I don't know how I'd feel if I read it now. I'm sure I'd have many questions and many issues. But at the time, I loved it. Now, like I said, I did a bad thing. I took the book, but I did bring it back. I smuggled it right back to the library. And I think I tried to read a few more romances that were Harlequin, that were slimmer. Like the Harlequin Presents, uh, I believe that's the one with the red stripe at the top and the white cover and then the circle of... uh, picture of the couple um i think i tried to read some of those 
in the library, right? So if I just go to the library on a Saturday and I spend six hours there, I can read a few of these. And of course, what parent is going to be like, no, you can't go to the library for six hours. It's like, oh, that's great. I'm so, yay. You know, I was like, go out and be wild and rambunctious. Girl, no, let me go to the library and like read some books. Um, So... And then I'm sure around probably 13 or 14, I just sort of like, whatever, I'm, you know, a teenager. And I'm, you know, of course, at that time, I'm grown. And so I probably started taking them out from the library. I'm sure the librarians were kind of like, I mean, you know, it's not erotica. She'll be fine. And so I started reading and I kept reading. I do remember, though, that romance uh was definitely seen as trashy and like you know like oh you're reading those kind of books like oh my god like that commentary and I remember kind of being like you're right like I wouldn't talk about it and I think that probably lasted until my late 20s where I just kind of be like hesitant I had a few friends late in my 20s that also read romance so I could talk about it with them but with other people be like oh you read romance I'd be like yes and I'm like oh I'd be like anyway and so of course now um at my ripe old age I'm like almost 36 I'm like yeah I read romance and what what you gonna say but at the time when I was like a teenager like I didn't want to admit that because I'm you know I'm already a nerd because I'm reading books and now I'm reading books with boobies and not penises because no one used penises everyone was like shaft and tumescence and uh column and rod and sword all of the most ridiculous words because we also didn't use dick or when i say we i mean the peep the books i was reading they didn't i'm like we like as if i was writing them you know what i mean so that is sort of how I got started uh, uh, in romance. And I definitely was always sort of searching for um, books that books and stories and movies that had happy endings that had romantic subplots. And when they did it, it was kind of like, eh, OK, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's just not like cool. Um, and so fast forward to I moved to New York. I'm 26 and um when you move so when i lived in toronto i was sort of under the uh silly idea that i had very few friends i only have like three friends um then i moved to a completely new city um in a completely different country and i realized girl first of all you had way more friends than two and um it's going to be it it's weird when you move to a new city and you're an adult and you're like how do I how do I make friends like you know when you're seven you just are like let's be friends when you're 26 27 people are like girl I have friends like, I don't have time for this so I spent a lot of time at the library I spent an inordinate amount of time at the library I also didn't always have reliable wi-fi or zero wi-fi and what did the library have the near public library had wi-fi so I definitely went searching for even more romance to read because I had so much time. It was me, myself, and I, and my thoughts. And after a while, I got tired of my own thoughts, so I went looking for more books. And it is during one of those days, uh, I actually remember, not the exact date, but I remember the scenario. It was, um, I want to say summer of 2011 maybe and I was living in the Bronx and they were going to be cutting off the power to do some sort of work in the apartment where I was renting a room and I was kind of like 
so I don't have AC. And the one fan I have won't run because it's electrical and there's no electricity. So I'd gotten off of work. I was working at Starbucks at the time. And it was like maybe like I I opened. So I was at work at 5 in the morning. And I was done by like 12 noon. And I was kind of like, why would I go home where there is no AC and no possibility of any sort of cooling down because there's there's no electricity because they're doing work. So I went to the library and I was, you know, just picking up books randomly. And though, you know, I'm very much, uh, when it comes to mass market paperbacks, I love a blurb on the back of the book. When books do not have a blurb on the back, I get annoyed. I want to know what I'm getting into. Now, I'm not one of those people who reads the ending. I hate that. I'm like, what? 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 But I do want to know what it's about. I don't want to just pick it up. Oh, I guess the cover looks... No. Tell me. Give me a synopsis of what I'm about to embark on. So I'm picking up books, putting books, picking up books, putting books back. And I pick up a book. There's some white chick with red hair and some white guy, they're slightly tan behind her. And it looks kind of cool. And uh, I read the title. It says Branded by Fire by Nalini Singh. This means nothing to me at this point. I read the back blurb. The back blurb sounds interesting, right? Like these two people who don't like each other and are like sort of like changelings, shifter people of some sort. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I crack open the the book and I start reading the first page. And about an hour later, um, my foot has fallen asleep. And that really was a signal that I'd been standing there too long because my foot start, fell asleep. And I was like, oh God, why does it hurt? Why am I almost falling? And then I like looked at the time and I was like, oh dear Lord, I've been standing like stock still in one spot just reading. Like, is it the library? I don't have chairs for me to sit in. Like, is it like I... It, it was like I dove into this book and the entire world around me sort of disappeared. And then all of a sudden my body was like, excuse me, excuse me, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this book out, part, mainly because at that point my bladder also like came online. I was like, girl, we need to go. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So I like checked the book out, used the facilities, headed home to the Bronx and I finished that book that night. I'm pretty sure I was a complete wreck the next day at work because I barely slept because I couldn't put the book down. So that is when, that is the first time I am exposed to the literal genius that is Nalini Singh. And um, I'm letting you all know right now, this podcast, I am going to talk about her books. Um, there are going to be episodes where I'm going to talk about things that are happening in quote-unquote Romancelandia on Twitter because I happen to partake in them. But I'm also going to have episodes dedicated to each book in the Side Changeling series, uh, both season one and now season two, uh, because I am, the, the when I say obsessed, um, in 2018, she was at a book festival or a romance festival in Paris. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, you know where Esther needs to go? Paris. And what did Esther do? She went to Paris to meet Nalini Singh because I was like, she's not coming stateside. I'm like, I like between flying to Paris and flying to any of her author events in New Zealand, 
I mean, my bank account was like, New Zealand? I'm sorry. Did you become rich and not tell me? Whereas when I was like, mm, Paris, my bank account was like, you know, I mean, if you find a deal, we'll let it happen. And I found a deal. Thank you so much, Norwegian Air, for that. And I went to Paris and I got to meet her. And she had been in New York, I want to say 2013, whenever um, Caleb Krejcik's book came out. She was in New York and I got to meet her for the very first time at the book signing there. And when I went to Paris, I mean, I've also interacted with her online. She remembered who I was and like, I was like squealing, like joy. Okay. Sheer joy. So in this podcast, I am going to talk about her books, um, but I'm also going to talk about other romance books like it's not just like oh this is an Alina saying podcast only I mean there will be times where it will feel like that and if she is not the author for you I'm so sorry I'm so sorry because what but like I understand you know one author can't be everything for everyone I get it I totally get it but like for those of you who love Nalini Singh be prepared for me to go off on how brilliant she is how much i love her books the way she writes everything um and then the other episodes i am going to touch on like i said topics in romancelandia also other books i'm reading other authors that um you know i say i'm going to read one more chapter and then it's 2 30 in the goddamn morning and i'm still reading you know i'm going to talk about authors that I've had books I really, really like, and I've had books that I'm, like, scratching my head and going, well, I guess that one was not for me, it was for somebody else, but who, yo no sé. Um, and I'm going to obviously come from this from my perspective, and that is of a woman who is, uh, presents as black, like, uh, at some point I'll post a picture, uh, I'm, I look black, uh, everyone who sees me assumes I'm black, uh, growing up in Toronto, people are like, you're Jamaican, right? And I was like, no, and they're like, well, you're from the Caribbean, right? And I was like, mm no again and they were like are you african and i was like girl no and they're like well like where are you from and like long answer is everywhere no um the answer is you know i have a mother from colombia a father from honduras i am the product of latin american immigrant parents that is who i am so there are also going to be times where stories that's that delve into the I want to call it the lore or the cultural history of African-Americans. I also will struggle with at times because it isn't something that I was exposed to when I was young. I mean, African-American history, African-Canadian history, whichever term, you know, black, the history of black people descended from slaves in North America is history I had to learn outside of my own home because it isn't the same history that my parents have and I think a lot of times people look at me and are just like but you would know and I'm like girl what no why because we aren't you know like has been talked about we're not a monolith um but I'm going to talk about books from authors of color I'm going to talk about books that are historicals that I'm just like oh I I almost wish I could go, go back to that time period I mean I can't because I'm gonna be a slave or dead or whatever but like you know authors who are able to craft stories that are amazing and will make you just be so thankful that they wrote something and put it out there for us to enjoy um 
So yeah, that's what this romance is going to be about. Uh, this romance, Chaka Waka. I meant this podcast. That's what this podcast is going to be about. Um, and I'm really, I'm actually really excited about this. I think because I, if you can't tell, I like talking. Uh, I will probably go in and out of accents, and it's not me trying to be funny. I do that when I speak, and I'm not sure why. Uh, it's just what I do. It's, 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 see, I'm about to do it again. Um, and if you're like, what accent was that girl? I could not tell you because I, it, it just it happens. So I hope that you come along for the ride. Uh, if you have questions, uh, you can contact me by email um, at se.v at outlook.com. And this will be in the show notes. Um, and welcome. Welcome to Love Essie, the podcast. <laughs>